Anyway. I think uh, we should just get the rights to the song, to be honest. <laughs> it's good luck getting that from fucking Listen, Roger I Waters. I mean, I don't think, I think of all of the songs, I think that that would be the easiest to get the rights to in the flesh, question mark. Uh, I I would prefer if we did, if we had a, and I think piano lessons would be more us. Piano lessons is a good song. I don't know, but uh, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of Every Week is Chaos. As always, I'm David. I'm glad to have you all with us. As always, I'm joined by my favorite schizophrenic in the world, my good friend, Lorenzo. Lorenzo, how are you doing today? We're back. I spent the morning cleaning. Honestly, I'm kind of, it's kind of meditative. I put a record on. I didn't put on Animals. I put on the other record I bought yesterday, which is... Which is that? band called Alcest. They're like okay. I don't know I if you I've, like them I've, or not. I don't know. I I've, I've heard the name mentioned before. But I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not totally familiar. I've heard that it reminds many- me we should talk about our Spotify rap today. Mm. Ah, yes. Let me pull that so, up. <laughs> so I'll pull that up for when we get to there. Sounds good. Um so basically, yeah, no, I'm good. I just I cleaned. I uh sweeped. I got a Swiffer the other day. Ooh, not going to lie. I've reached the point in my life where cleaning is just satisfying and fun to do. Yeah, I'm kind of getting the Swiffer was like, man, this is this is slick. This is a little. I'm like, this is nice. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's 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 a vibe, dude. It can be a vibe. Oh yeah, talk for a sec. My manager is okay. Me. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, guys, it's well, we got a we got a variety of topics we could we could touch on, but I think the one we wanted to touch on first is that um. Everyone's least favorite diplomat in the world, uh, the man responsible for bombing Cambodia, and um, I guess technically finding peace in the Vietnam War. I don't know. We we left. He basically decided, oh, we're gonna leave. Uh, Henry Kissinger is dead at a hundred. So yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know we're what back. to make. We're back, and you know who was president under that? Joe fucking Biden. He is our guy. He is so this podcast officially we still endorse Donald Trump. Yeah, we endorse Joe Biden. We are a proud sponsor of Joe. Listen, Biden. We endorse whatever makes good content for this show. Well, here's the thing. Think about the stuff that jo- happened under Joe Biden. Roe v. Wade overturned. Affirmative action gone. Damn. Henry Kissinger dead. Afghanistan left. Dude. Yemen ceasefire. I forgot about that. He actually did get a ceasefire in Yemen. Well, actually, I don't think it was him. It was just that the the Houthis and the Saudis actually came to an agreement about that. Under Joe Biden. Under Joe Biden. Um, I mean, honestly, in in all in all seriousness, we probably did have a little bit of a hand in that, considering how much the US foreign policy has its hands in Middle East. We kind of are a peace broker. Um, or like that's it. It also um, looks like we're getting a bit of a ceasefire in Israel and all that stuff, which is Un- fantastic. I've seen some really like honestly heartwarming videos of like hostages returning home, and that just mm-hmm. that, yeah, it, it warms my heart. It warms yeah. my heart. To see those families reunited. I'm I'm glad to see the families reunited, and honestly, like in all seriousness, like jokes aside, I think that Joe is the only president of recent memory that would have done that because Trump is too hawkish. Trump 
on Israel, he is a big BB guy. Well, he was, but even yeah. then, he, like, if you're a Republican, you need to be super, super hard. Like, the fact that Joe Biden kind of has to cater to a not insignificant part of his base that is pro-Palestine, regardless of whether you think that's right or wrong, means that he has to be a little less hawkish on it. And that's, you know, honestly, I mean, just, it's Justin Raimondo said it best, right? Foreign policy is domestic policy. Like he, like Justin Raimondo basically came up with that theory and basically, he look at, well, he, well, he was, he, he oh. passed away. He was a big Pat Buchanan guy. Like he was, he was huge in that. But what, um, what, what Raimondo kind of theorized is that basically if you look at foreign policy actions, a lot of those, like 90% of the time they have to do with, with domestic policy, like a, a lot of the support for Israel is a lot of because of like, you know, significant evangelical Christians supporting Israel adamantly. Uh, if you look, see, like, look at Nancy Pelosi. Remember how she went to like Taiwan? Like she flew there and almost started a war or something like that was because she has a huge Chinese base, like Taiwanese Chinese base in if her you, district right well, before re-election time. And, and that's one of the cool, it's, it's such a shame that San Francisco is a shithole. Cause one of my favorite parts of San Francisco is how many little Asian towns there are. Mm -hmm. Like there's a Chinatown and Japan town. I think there's a Korea town. I think there's a Vietnam town as well. Dude, and one just, of the most underrated parts of like big cities is like this small ethnic enclaves that exist. Like I want to go to little Italy so badly. I want to go it, to little Italy. Little Italy is better than Chinatown. I liked parts of Chinatown because of the food, but man, like it's, it's like going into China. It's overcrowded and people are trying to sell you knockoff shit. I, I, I do like like I, I like that cities can be multicultural. I also like it when they have their own little districts. Yeah. And can intermingle with their own community and all that stuff. And then this is. Yeah. I so, mean, it, it's, it's nice. Cities can be beautiful and great. Cities can be great. I think cities should have walkable downtowns. I think they should have pedestrian only. Honestly, areas. I don't I don't disagree with you. I think that I think just walking around in a city, like especially like in the evening, is just so nice. Like walking well, around Auburn, Alabama, like even just to walk to like the Whataburger from the Mises Institute is just it's so relaxing. It's so nice and, around there, and, around the downtown area in Auburn. And also there's like I mean, if you have pedestrian only kind of like not open air malls in a sense, but kind of like it's like you have pedestrian only areas that have a lot of small shops and businesses. That's a captive audience. That's or that's a captive like they're they're way more likely to go and see all the shops when they're just walking around. It's good oh, for yeah. business. I was I think I was talking with who was I talking with? I think I was talking with Zulu about this, and he's like downside less fossil fuels being burned. <laughs> That's true, Zulu. That's true. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what if we just have a big coal bonfire in the middle? And he's like, better yet, tobacco. <laughs> tobacco. <laughs> we bring tobacco back. Hell yeah, bro. We, we we bring America's most persecuted minority out from the shadows and bring downtown bring walkable downtowns so people are smoking cigarettes as they're walking around. So America's dude. back, baby. Wow. America's back. We're back. But yeah, okay. so with the Kissinger thing, I really don't know enough about Kissinger. I, I'm not super informed about him necessarily. He's technically considered like the D. He was considered the dean of the realist school of foreign policy. Though, if I'm going to be completely honest, I think Mearsheimer is far better on that I respect. I, from what some from some very basic entry level stuff I was looking at, Henry Kissinger was a monster, but. Also, he seemed actually he was, better. He, he, he was seemed, brilliant. He was a brilliant yeah. guy. He was an, he was not a great guy, but he was a brilliant man. And he was and he was 
almost like better than what came after him, which makes me more scared about what our foreign policy has become. If you watch Vice, what happens is Kissinger is the one who gets Rumsfeld kicked out of the, the Nixon White House. Like, I don't know how accurate that is, but like that there's different factions. There's obviously going to be factions in the White House, right? Because it's not just like some big hegemonic force. And according to Vice, which I thought was a really good movie. And man, come on, guys. If you're a bunch of liberals, quit trying to make Dick Cheney look cool and sympathetic. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> come on. Dude, Dick, Dick Cheney's going to be the next Turbo America guy. Oh, dude. <sighs> imagine Biden Cheney. <laughs> oh, oh, good grief. No, but... um. That no more malarkey. Vice posits that Rumsfeld, Donald Rumsfeld, who would eventually become the Secretary of Defense under George uh, W. Bush, yeah, that he was the re- Kissinger was the reason that Rumsfeld got kicked out. Got kicked out, which you know is, is probably a win. Yeah, I think that like oh, obviously, obviously, oh, what Kissinger, Kissinger at, at very at the very least he was he initially began the opening up to China with oh, Nixon. Fuck. No, that was the worst thing Nixon ever did. I hate the Chinese. Um, okay, bud. Yeah, I know it's not because I'm anti free trade, it's because I'm racist. Oh, um, good. <laughs> Buddy, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's that. I, I really like, I'm I'm glad. I'm not, I don't want to say I'm glad because I, I, you know, still prayers for repose or whatever. I think Connor said something, you know, like. I think Kissinger was a brilliant man and also a terrible person and Cambodia weeps. But also a lot of that happened under Pol Pot as well. I also think yeah. one of the things that I saw people talking about with him was Operation Condor. I actually think that's one of the only good things that the CIA ever did. Which uh, one's Operation Condor? When they um, got rid of all the communists in South America and replaced them with dictators. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean sure oh they were democratic elected oh, okay but they're communists so they're not people so like oh no they're gone oh no you know sure there's a fascist dictator which is like not great either but like better than a communist same way that most republicans are better than a democrat even though they're bad um but uh yeah i that's one of the parts of u.s foreign policy where i'm just like i used to be like man look at this i'm just like you know, there's worse things we've done than freed people from communism in South America. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, I think I I think the sad reality is that I I, I oppose those interventions, if only because it basically makes us a scapegoat for the communists' rule and their failures. I, I feel like, oh, it's the United States when we have all these when we have all these sanctions. Bring back have- banana republics. Bring back like Dole Fruit Company causing. Like I mean, regime change in Central America. Our friend Prax Ben actually <laughs> was right, was looking into it about how those might have actually been great for South America. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. But yeah, um, in other foreign policy things, uh, the Koch brothers, like America's for America's yeah. for prosperity, which is at least bankrolled by the Koch brothers endorse nikki haley and i don't i don't know that it's necessarily because they're like oh they're they suddenly became war hawks so much they're, a, they're well they they're, are, they're anti-trump I mean, they're anti-trump they're anti they're anti-trump and nikki haley is george bush in a wig which basically means that a lot of the neocons and, it, and, and it's very clear that ron DeSantis isn't going anywhere like in the well, primary he's so not going anywhere so backing DeSantis isn't a 
isn't going to get you a good return on your money. So if they want to right now, all of like the kind of neoconservative base is kind of behind Nikki Haley right now. And so they're, they feel like they have to throw their weight behind her. And, and, only- and, he, and here's the thing as well. And this is where, cause I was, I've been watching kind of how over the past few months, it's the, the debate stuff in the, the candidacies have played out. Obviously Trump is number one. In yeah. Terms there's of no, the there's number. no doubt. There's no doubt. But if you're going to look at the other alternatives, well, DeSantis crashed and burned harder than anyone could have possibly imagined. That campaign, that campaign kickoff was not, was low energy. Oh, wasn't it like a Twitter space? It was a Twitter space and it could have been so great, but it was just all of DeSantis's answers sound scripted. He didn't allow questions from the average people Yeah, because it was scripted and it was just like low energy. Because DeSantis is not a very charismatic person. He's a he's, policy dork. He's a policy dork. And also, I don't think that he would have been a very good president regardless. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to keep him in Florida. Keep him, yeah, keep Florida free. Keep DeSant- make DeSantis king or something. I don't know. You know he's fine in Florida, especially because I actually, I, I know everyone has their form policy. I don't like, he's very hawkish. Yeah. Um, so, but here's the thing, right? With DeSantis crashing and burning, there's that Trump alternative out of the way. You could be like, well, the person that seemed like DeSantis but stronger was Vivek, but the RNC hates Vivek. Especially but also Vivek isn't running for president. He's, he's not, not. He's running for a book deal. Like, and, like, no, he's running for either a book deal or he's running for a cabinet position because he refuses to attack Trump. And well, if you're running in the Republican primary, you have to at least attack Trump. Maybe not go all in and make that your entire bit like Chris Christie. But you have to be like, you know, better energy than Ron DeSantis was, less of a hawk than Nikki Haley, and you have to be able to criticize Trump in an intellectual manner. But Vivek is not doing that last part there, which is just... None of them them are scared, or none of them have the balls to actually go on stage. And the Republican voter base is... I remember hearing this on something, um, but the Republican voter base is way farther right than the Republican electoral base is. Because... You know, there there are what Republicans are too scared to do is have a candidate that goes up there and goes, the problem with all of you guys is the administrative state and and not just the woke left, just leftism as a concept. Like, yeah, I, we don't have a Javier Malay. Yeah. And, and for all of his faults, the thing that I love Malay for and the thing that I will continue, other than the fact that he's a complete rabid schizophrenic. Malay <laughs> doesn't go after necessarily specific people. He goes after leftism as just like a broad general trend. Like he isn't and here and he isn't talking about. And this is a thing as well. And this is because this is the whole like hypocrisy of the the left or double standards, whatever. That's that's the American stance. That's the American right stance is imagine if the roles are reversed. And it's like Malay didn't do that. Malay went, we are winning and they are dying. And he had like this this fire. And there's no Republican with that fire. And and basically when you're looking at like the closest you got was 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 genuinely Trump in 2016. That was the closest. Trump, Trump in 2016 is a different animal than Trump in 2020, and then even now, like mm-hmm, Trump yeah. is is very different. He's very much kind of like he's become part restrained. of. He's, yeah, he's become restrained and kind of incorporated into his super pack. But it's like that's not what we need. That's we, not what we need if we like, want Trump to get elected. You need to let Trump just be unhinged. Well, and and and, and here's the thing as well. And so, like, if you're looking at it, the, the Vivek is Trump light, but he's stronger than DeSantis. Oh yeah, and. 
but the RNC hates him and the RNC never do anything. So the art the, in, in the, in the, the kind of never Trump rhino base needs to find another person. Yeah. Can't do DeSantis. Like Chris Christie's a joke. He's just a fucking joke. Like he's just there to kind of be a comedy bit. How does yeah. he keep ending up on the debate stage? <laughs> for, for the bit. Um, also, like, didn't Tim Scott drop out and endorse Trump? I wouldn't. I know he dropped out, but I think he may have. Let me look this up. Well, in this thing, they they could have gone with Pence. Pence also draws the evangelical vote because Pence is a Bible Belt Christian, i.e., heretic. Um, and uh, he ha- attracts the heretic. Sorry, evangelical. Sorry, heretic vote. Um, and you know, it it just he's gone, and he never ran a good campaign to begin with, like. And he was hated by the Trump base. So who are they going to put their 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 money behind? And it's it's because Nikki Haley is the only person on that debate stage that is safe enough to run. Is is safe enough but, to run? But none of the none of the Trump people would vote for Nikki Haley because like them, even because they, they don't care about that. They're gonna they're going to run this campaign like actually. Nikki Haley could maybe do better in the election than Trump would. And that's the scary part is because you would have a lot of the the Republicans that voted for Biden vote for Nikki Haley. And and then on top of all that, well, the Trumpers probably wouldn't vote. And that's the problem. This is the biggest thing that Trump shot himself in the foot with is, well, he exposed how elections are. I'm not going to say anything. Spotify will, you know. How elections aren't necessarily free and fair. But the problem is that now every like hardcore MAGA person is like, well, my vote doesn't count, which is like, yes, your vote doesn't really count, but you can't say that. You can't do that and just now your voting base isn't incentivized to go out and vote. And Biden can't really compete on a certain level with Nikki Haley. Because Nikki Haley is like Hillary Clinton. Like that's Nikki Haley is Hillary Clinton. I don't really see there's if there's any real difference, except that she talks about like pro life stuff. But outside of that, and and even on that, Nikki Haley is not good on it. Oh, is she she's not good. Well, she's like she's kind of like doing the safe, legal, rare, you know, whatever. Okay, so she's Hillary Clinton. She's basically she's, she's functionally Hillary Clinton with red lipstick. She, yeah, and 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 the 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 like Joe Biden could not go up against Hillary because if Hillary Clinton ran as a Republican, she would have won, <laughs> and that's the scary thing, is that Hillary Clinton only really Hillary Clinton like the Hillary Clinton lost because she ran a fucking terrible campaign, and is like the world's worst candidate. Yeah. I remember but she could get Coke brother money. Did she, you see that really great um, Scott Horton tweet where he basically lists all of the crimes, like the, especially the foreign policy crimes of Bill Clinton? He's like, but the single worst thing Bill Clinton would, has ever done was basically unleash Hillary Clinton on the rest of us. I love Scott Horton on Twitter. He like <sighs> he needs to stop telling people to like 
blank themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm like, Scott. Like, pump, pump the brakes, Scott. Pump the brakes. I, I want to hang out with Scott at some point. He seems like... He's a, a fun guy. He's a he's a fun guy. Basically, uh, I hung out with him in Minnesota when we did a Defend the Guard rally when I was involved with the LP. And me and uh, Scott basically hung out with me the entire time. It was great. And that's why I have a signed copy of Enough already. Yeah, no, that's cool. He seems like a great guy. But um, the... <sighs> the the problem I have with so Nikki Haley is is either they're going to pull what happened to Bernie and just kind of rig Trump out of it, but the problem is that they actually can't really do that because they don't have super delegates and stuff. Um, like yeah. it's a little more democratic, if you will. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I don't see anyone but Trump getting it unless Trump is somehow like genuinely jailed and the RNC changes rules out of nowhere. But I think I because I, I just I, I honestly don't see Nikki Haley being more electable than Trump is because I just don't think the Trump people will go out and vote. And I don't think that the the anti-Trump Republicans make up as big of a base as you would imagine. Yeah, it's just. You'd have to really crunch the numbers here, and I'm not prepared to do that right now on the you show. Would you would have to crunch the numbers, and I could also see some people behind the scenes going, okay, Joe Biden's old. Let's have the mail-in votes go to Nikki Haley instead. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, but um, it's, 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 do, you th- do you think they keep Biden in? I mean, this is this has been something that's been speculated for like two years now about whether they're going to keep Biden as the nominee. I thought he was going to be dead by this year. I'm going to be real. I, he's not aging well, but I mean, the the, the, the I don't know because like you know, there's this debate that's supposed to be going on tomorrow night because we're recording on Thursday. It's probably oh, coming out, it so it'll Newsom? probably be tonight by the time you listen. Newsom versus DeSantis. Yeah, and that's and that's gonna be that's gonna be like a shit show because Gav- Newsom, uh, Newsom will not debate actually substance. He'll try to run circles doing virtue signaling so that way he well, can also, work up DeSantis a, a Democrat fucking base. sucks. He sucks at debating. DeSantis is is the most uncharismatic person, and and Newsom just is actually like surging right now, especially after that like Xi Jinping thing. He cleaned up the streets, San Francisco, you know. Like if there if 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 the man was running for president, then this is then this debate is basically like his launching pad to do so. And so why did the DeSantis campaign give him this? Because I think Trump could beat Biden, but I don't know if he could beat Newsom. I don't because if I think the biggest thing for Biden losing, like especially young people, is like how old he is. Yeah, but the boomers I don't think would go for Newsom as ah, that I can't say that. It's it's a really fucking weird. I just whatever happens, I I have a strong feeling it's going to be Trump versus Biden again. And like, let's be honest here, Trump won't win. If he wins, it's great, but Trump won't win. There's like if 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 it ever if it ends up there the the big thing will be the debates and Trump just needs to like shut up during those debates and just let Biden speak. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Trump needs to. That was his, that was his biggest problem because Biden was just, just like tripping on his words, but because Trump just do, Trump is doing his thing, you know, he's talking like this, and you know, Lady Joe, and you know, like he does all this thing, all that stuff, right? But he wasn't letting Biden speak, and Biden's like own inability to speak would have indicted him right there. 
It's it's tough. I mean, I don't think they're going to have debates. I don't think they're... I think that no matter what happens, there will always be some miraculous thing that gets Joe Biden in. And honestly, I think that's the best result for the American right. The American right cannot go back to sleep right now. The American right needs to clean house and realize we've let Joe Biden in for a second term. And so they need to keep pushing. You know, they need to keep pushing. They need to have more Supreme Court things happen. Because right now they've got a, a window of time before Dude, I, the, wow. the the Supreme Court stuff. Oh, like the biggest win that we got out of the Trump administration was the Supreme Court. Yeah, that so was the, in, in, in this like right thing. now, like they basically just unleashed Clarence Thomas to do what what he's wanted to do for decades. Like it, that's what happens now that he has like a majority on the Supreme Court behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Oh, like let Tom, let Clarence Thomas go, let him go, let him go, because Clarence mm-hmm. Thomas is great. I love it. He's, but he's, Trump, that was honestly the the most important thing that Trump did, because with the Supreme Court, um, kind of in the conservative hands, and with like, and 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 this is the thing: the Supreme Court is captured. We have the the right has, we have the Supreme Court. We have, you know. There, there are governors like this is where the right needs to go. Okay, let's start taking these states back. There are ones you can take back. Florida's fine as is. Texas could use a little work because Abbott's not the best. Like you know, ha- go to your state senate, start cleaning house. Um, this is why I think Masters should have ran as a governor instead. This is like ignore the senate ignore the house start taking back the states because whatever happens like keep keep the house and senate in complete gridlock like this is a strategy i can see for republicans going forward what i'm looking at the supreme court right now and clarence thomas is the oldest man in the supreme court at 75 he's got another 10 years in him he basically, um, I'm, I'm sure he's willing to go another 10 years if he has to, to wait for a next Republican president to nominate someone. And even then, I'm pretty sure they have a five, what is the majority? What's the status? It's 6-3. It's a 6-3 six six, majority. Yeah, it's like 6. The, the problem is that Kavanaugh just is a shaky little wimp. And, you know. And I mean, or, I don't necessarily blame him for that because he got, they tried to really roll that guy. Yeah, they, they tried to ruin his life. Have you ever heard the dance remix of some of his his statements during the the uh, basically they're oh, I'll have to send it to you. Yeah, it's, it's I, like I, they're like drinking blackout automatic, lifting automatic, Catholic all girls schools automatic, still is, and then the beat drops, and it's like. <laughs> What? It's, it's the frat bro anthem, dude. Good Kavanaugh great. Kavanaugh was our guy. Um, also, another example of how Biden is our guy, he said that drunk driving isn't a felony. I know. <laughs> you, I sent you that video. That was so great. It's like, I think we should only be jailing for felony offenses, and I don't consider drunk driving a felony. Yes! Let's go! <laughs> he is our guy. Someone's There's been reading Lee Rockwell. News. <laughs> 
Like, I, I like how in the discourse now, like, they're trying to portray Fox News complaining about, you know, those little switches they were trying to put in cars. Oh, yeah. It's the like speed it's a limit constitutional thing. right to speed. It's a natural right to speed. I know. And I was like, are we going to get the discourse about why we should be illegally allowed to speed? Like, are we going to get that in American politics? Because I'm so excited. I'm so excited. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know about if Biden's going to, because right now, like, yeah, you're right. We need to, like, it, functionally, Biden might be the best thing because he makes red state governors, you know, they it makes them have balls to actually do stuff. And we need that because, you know what, Biden's a, he's a, he's a really good puppet, but he's also a really good, like, punching bag. Well, also, and, like, who is- got, who got Ron DeSantis to, to do what he did for Florida? That was and, that was Joe Biden. Joe Biden being Joe Biden. And, and also, like, would Trump get rid of Jerome Powell? I don't know. Because it yeah. seems like neither him nor DeSantis like like Powell. I don't think Biden particularly likes Powell, but I don't think he has the power to really do anything about Cause, it. No, because he can't he can't fire Powell. Like there there's not really like a oh you can fire him right now. He just has to wait. Until Powell gets until next nomination cycle, and then it then it's all politics again. And and and, and whether the person that Biden eventually nominates is able I to think, get enough votes. I think Powell to needs to go triple digit interest rates and just let the or just let the economy crash. At this point, it needs a crash. We've well, been to do that. You need to hike, keep hiking rates. Yeah, keep hiking rates. Let the economy crash. This has been going since two thousand eight. World, there's still stuff left over in two thousand eight that hasn't happened. China's already collapsing economically. We're in. Oh, we're, yeah. we're about to go into another global de- depression. I don't really know anything about economics, but I think that sounds bad. Um, it'll but, it'll hurt for a while, but it'll it, it needs to happen, and then essentially the, there needs to be a complete housing market crash, and then a start over from scratch. If especially if our generation is going to have any shot of being homeowners, because yeah. it's it's bad. It's bad out there for us. Yeah, man, I don't know. But uh, Powell is basically, it, it relies on who's the next president. And so, I don't know. S- at least six justices are a Roman Catholic, looking at their wiki page. You know who else is Catholic? Joseph Robinette mm-hmm. Biden. Got Roe <laughs> Listen, has Biden gone around doing any campaign about reproductive rights? No. That's been Kamala Harris's thing. Yeah, and, and, and Shakala or whatever her name is can get fucked. I hope I hope that Joe Biden picks a different running mate. That'd be great. <laughs> Joe Biden's like He should pick Donald Trump as his running mate. <laughs> Dude, that, that Unity be... ticket. Let's go. Let's go. Get fucking that broad out of the office. Kamala Harris doesn't deserve Dude. to see anything except a bedroom of some senator. Um, oh, good grief. <laughs> 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 All right, so that's that's Nikki Haley. Uh, what else do we? Oh, want? else I did also want to say, like, oh, yeah. in, this is an important thing because I was outlining some of the strategy I think the American right should take. But if Nikki Haley gets the nomination, it's going to be a failure of the American right and everything that they've tried to work on since 2016. And I hope that they know that. And there, because the American right has no balls, they have no balls. They look at someone like Malay. And they either go like, you know, the, I think, and this is even to people that are on our side that are critical of Malay, watch how he attacks the left. He could he could be 
arm in arm with the WEF. I don't give a shit. He could he could say, I want to send my foreskin to Israel. I don't care. Like, watch how he talks about the left, and American politicians need to learn that. This is not a struggle. And this is the thing, because I, I I oftentimes on Twitter will attack or go after like the post-libertarian types and the new right types that are like, well, let's use the power of the state to defeat the left. I don't think you even need to use the power of the state. You just need to have the rhetoric and start getting people. A mob is very angry. A mob is very powerful. A mob, you know, democracy is bad, but getting an angry mob on your side is good. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm saying. Welcome to populist politics. Just all I'm saying is you get enough people angry about leftists and you start pointing out where they where they kind of have taken power. You know, you start going into the public schools and you start taking them back. Get that mob going. Get those parents. Get those parents that are watching their kids become trans. Get them angry. Get them angry. And then go, hey, did you know these people have addresses? Well, bud. Pumped all I'm all I'm saying, peacefully, peacefully, is stand back and stand by. Good grief! <laughs> Standing back and standing by. Ugh, I could go on a rant about about the, about that actual thing though about the, <laughs> about the, the stupid just because apparently the, it's, the, the, apparently the it's, apparently it's making a comeback like all the the QAnon crap and everything, <laughs> and I just ugh, you got psyoped. It is oh, a psychological dude. operation. Like it's a, a bunch fed. of it's a it was, fed. <laughs> it's no what it is is it a it's two guys in Indonesia who is it is it in Ian Chingchong? Uh, I don't know if that's his name, but like if we so there's this really great HBO uh documentary Q Eye of the Storm, and the the guy who did it was actually really good about it. Uh, Jim Watkins and Ron Watkins, who were the guys who basically controlled that eight chan website. Basically, they they were they were Q all along, and the and the Jim Watkins guy, he is um, he's a former like n- army intelligence guy. I'm pretty sure. That's all I'm saying. That's all. I'm oh saying. yeah, and it's and it, it's it's a hundred percent those guys. And yeah, it's 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 all it's it's the Q, <laughs> Q basically melted the brain. Q did to what boomers what like. I was thinking this was a half-baked thought I had while pumping gas. Speaking of which, gas in my little neighborhood rose about 30 cents overnight. I don't know what that's about. Maybe it's about Venezuela. I saw that there's something going on in Venezuela. Yeah, there's some border dispute. But I don't know what happened because it went from like 255 or like 249 a gallon or no, sorry, like 239 a gallon to 279 yeah, it a gallon. Yeah, too actually. That's that's weird. Yeah, it it jumped really quickly. I don't know. It was at like on. it was at 299 here in Florida and it just jumped to like 316 319. God, I love living in Texas. <laughs> Dude, gas is so cheap here. Dude, in Georgia, when I was driving there on my way to Mises, it was like I found it at like two seventy, and I was like, oh, yeah, two seventy is like pricey here. <laughs> like two two well, it's not pricey, but two seventy is like I see it when it's like two thirty five, and I'm like, oh, apparently I was talking to my girlfriend. She's like, during the pandemic, it was like one thirty a gallon, and I was like, dude, it was like one sixty eight in Minnesota during the pandemic. It, <laughs> it was, was not nice. that in New York. It was like two fifty in New York, which is really really cheap for New York. But Jeez. yeah, it's it and and like 
God, it's that. That's the other thing. If you want to get the mob angry enough, you gotta like people. That's the other thing we were talking about with the Malay stuff, where they're like, "We can have this happen here, not until gas hits ten dollars a gallon. Once it's ten dollars a gallon, then we'll talk." Yeah. But in, until that point, or a metaphor, or or another equivalent, like that's the easiest one I can think of because gas hitting ten dollars a gallon, like will cause 90% of the country to just riot. Not New York City, because New York City is entirely public transit. Like, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't hit some of the cities, but, like, that would cause even liberals in L.A. to just go, we need to do something. And I'm already yeah. seeing people go, we need to do something. And speaking of liberals kind of waking up to something. Uh, liberals, about- liberals, liberal. <laughs> liberal, liberal, liberal. Um, so, the, I, I sent this to you um oh do you see that thing that i sent you about stannis oh uh about was the eudaimonia guy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah listen yeah. man stannis is our guy also at this point i'm just waiting for george r, r. martin to die and then i'm just gonna start like writing my own let's get an ai to finish it um what is the most horrendously out of character thing your favorite has ever said and done at the hands of a writer does not understand them oh yeah but stannis burning his daughter in the show yeah. yeah, that would never happen in the books. I hope. Uh, I think that Shireen will get burned, but it's not because of Stannis. It's because of Mel. No, Mel's. No, actually, Mel's back at the castle. I think Shireen's back at the castle. Yeah, I think that Shireen will burn at the at Castle Black. Uh, I, I hope not. That genuinely, like watching that, made me sad. Yeah, it made me sad too. Uh, Man, I hate you, Melisandre. I hate you. Yeah, but she's hot though. Uh, Anyway, anyway, I still think the Roman ballista, dude. That shit. <laughs> that was funny. I, I wanna, I wanna. I've the thought AI of, AI art has gotten so good. That's not it's an AI. So, that's not. I'm an pretty AI. sure it is. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. That's an actual ballista. That's or that's an actual Legos. That's great. I can I can tell with certain things. Um, in the words and, of my in the in the words of my my favorite Brazilian, absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Who's your favorite Brazilian? Artur. Yeah. Artur. <laughs> the fights, bro. The fights, bro. The fights. <laughs> Blood and bone. Blood and bone. And frogs and waffles. Hell yeah. All right. So I want to talk about this little Washington Post opinion I saw. Okay. Uh, Gen Z Gen Z women are turning left while men are veering right. The outdoor boards. Can American marriage be saved? Well, Turbo America. Well, yeah, here's, here's <laughs> the thing. And this is funny because now they're coming back and they're like, um, uh, uh, what can we do now? It's, there's a divide. This is what happens after two generations. If you tell women, you don't need a man. Men are, men are obsolete. The future is female. There's no, you don't need men. Like the, 90% of women in America that are under the age of 35, fuck 40 have been taught. You don't need a man. You don't need any of that. You don't need any of that. Men are obsolete. Men are worthless. Men are useless. Blah, 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 blah. So you teach them to hate men, and then you're surprised that men are veering right into the arms of fucking charlatans like Andrew Tate or, you know. Or like the Rolo Tasmani guy or whatever. He's he's not as bad as Tate, but he's still the loser. Like he's I I the I, law of self defense guy. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's so he's so bad. He's so bad. He's like, so terrible. Like I, no, that, that guy doesn't have like you can't make a case that he's just having like nuanced opinions. He just genuinely hates women. Who like, law of self defense? 
Yeah, like he yeah, hates yeah, he hates and and I think that and this is where like I think the the masculinity stuff has been around for a while, and I think that there's some parts of it that are fine. There's some parts that are, aren't. I think lately it has been impacted by the fact that two things: one, there are a lot of lonely, desperate men that also have been abandoned by Peterson because Peterson is now Peterstein and and is now working for the Daily Wire and yeah, is talking about like trans kids instead of what well instead of like talking. cleaning up your room. Yeah. Like he's not talking about it from like a psychological we're like, talking about it from a he's neocon. not doing his psychologist thing. He's doing he, it from like someone needs to say just regular man. old culture war mm -hmm. stuff. That's yeah what, and that's what happened. But but the the <sighs> You know, I think that they're, that's one of the things is that they've been abandoned by good role models and they're now going to bad role models like Tate or Myron from Fresh and Fit or Pearl. Um, and those Listen, Lorenzo, it's time for you to step up, be the masculinity role model. Dude, I'm going to be the new face of the red. You got to go get yoked. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't been to the gym in two months. It's so bad. I was going to the I I hit like a year milestone and I was so happy with it. And then like and then like you know you know it's great. Like I'll so I'll scroll through Instagram and I'll get like all these like reels from of like you know guys getting rejected or like getting cheated on like these reels and then in the chat like somebody just it's like this copy pasta like workout routine that people always reply oh yeah it's like welcome to lift the gym heavy, my friend lift heavy rock makes sad head noise go away yeah, honestly I, the best piece of therapeutic advice ever given yeah i at I, least for men i i miss going back into the gym i mean now it's it's less of a thing of I don't want to lose my gains and also um I've been eating a lot and it's I have a good metabolism. Mm -hmm. It'll disappear, my friend. It'll oh, yeah, I know, I know it'll disappear, but but I have a good metabolism. But even then, my, mentally I feel more comfortable when I'm working out and because I like eating a lot and that that's just a habit I have. I'm I'm a big eater, so I would like to be working out as well, mm -hmm. um and embrace the bulk, but. Uh, Outside of that, no, no. I, what I was gonna say is, oh, that's somebody else we should have on the podcast, Cole. No. Dude, yeah. <laughs> talk. Oh, we, we would just talk about Civ the entire time. Hope you're ready for that. We could talk about that and like cryptids and all that fun stuff. Yes, but um, the what was I gonna say? Um, going back to like the masculinity stuff. Also, another thing that's really pushed a lot of the bad masculinity grifters and all that stuff is the fact that Twitter pays for takes now. Like, <sighs> Pearl, Pearl, yeah, per, like, people like Pearl or people like Fresh and Fit or whatever would not be able to do what they do without the fact that Twitter... And this is one of the things that I've, I've learned is that everything's a grift and everyone is grifting. You just need to figure out what it is. Like, people yeah. are like, are they that no they're malicious and they're they're playing off you the entire time so know their game know their stuff you know whether it's like a you know they're they're like someone like steven crowder showing up of how much of a traditional conservative he is dude you know he's what like a i'm a family man when he's when he's fucking like abusing that, his wife he's like even then he's just a little baby and also he's like 100 percent a transvestite and closeted like Dude, he's stop cross-dressing, Stephen. Stop cross-dressing. Uh, just, just reduce the problem by one, please, so to speak. Um, so, so to speak. Um, so to speak. But you have it, to reduce so, the problem by yeah. one. Yeah. So, 
so and this is the and this is the this is the problem going back to it is that now men are being led down these rabbit holes but it's it's okay it is their fault because personal responsibility is a thing but can you also blame them after watching for two generations every person of the opposite sex around them kind of tell them you are obsolete what do you think's going to fucking happen? What do you think's going to fucking men need purpose? Men out of anything else need purpose. Like women need security and men need purpose. Like I need something to fulfill. Like when when I'm when I didn't like men need to be doing something to to help with their mental state. And 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 part of that purpose for men is a woman. And if you just tell them you are, <laughs> are you going to send me one of those? I am going to send you a rosary. I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, have, I have like three of them. It's like, which one do you want? <laughs> uh, whichever one is very dark. Okay. This one right here. I like the wood one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is mine for, this is like the personal one for a while, but now I got now, my pocket one. Nice. Um, I saw <laughs> So I was at a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> outside of this is a transition. Outside a Cracker Barrel. No, no, I was inside a Cracker Barrel. Oh, you were inside the Cracker Barrel. Okay. Yeah. So, have you been to a Cracker Barrel? No, never been. Okay. Uh, it's an experience um, because one half of it is a restaurant, and the other half of it is like a little store, and they have a whole section. <laughs> the one. <laughs> that me and my girlfriend go to occasionally <laughs> they have a whole section that's like very white mom stuff but also religious white mom so it's like they have like the like white woman font you know like that cursive looking like mm -hmm. bless this house but then they also have like they live have laugh this, love they have this <laughs> they had this one where it was like lord keep your hand over my shoulder and your hand over my mouth <laughs> it's like what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they had like, and then they had. <coughs> He's dying. I think they had like jumbo wood rosaries. Looked like. Okay. Yeah, I've seen a few of those. <laughs> but it was so funny because it was the most white woman thing, but also like the white religion, which is something that. I never experienced in New York. It's really weird. I'm realizing how secular New York really is. Is I I realize it's like, oh my gosh. It's insane how secular it is compared down here. Like there's a lot more religious people down here, even in like the Austin area, which is, you know, very cosmopolitan, secular, liberal, et cetera, et cetera. Like you just I'm I'm not quite used to it. It's very weird. It's very it's it's not in a bad way. It's just it's a very odd thing. And you know, I don't know. That was just a funny little aside. But anyway, men need purpose and women, women need, need to clean to women need to clean their house first. Women need to clean their house first and basically be like, Well, you've been teaching the entire time that marriage is terrible that women shouldn't ever do that should you know stay at home moms are bad mothers in general not even mothers are bad like all this stuff so once you do that like because the men 
should clean their house as well. You know, it's, it's, but as long as it's a, the thing is that the whole masculine movement is a complete reaction to feminism, which now isn't a reaction to anything because what they were talking about died 50 years ago and really wasn't like what they talk about anyway. So it's not a reaction to anything. It's literally just Marxist and Hegelian dialectic. It's the, feminism is just the Frankfurt school at work. So, you know, like, okay, James, Okay, James. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but this is the thing. He, uh, it's it's a it's feminism. Actually, I don't know if that's a bit of an oversimplification, but you understand what I mean. Yeah, it's 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 taking a legitimate grievance and then just turning it into a twisted kind of because now you can't really. The closest thing to non-leftist feminism is girl boss feminism, but even then, that's like the ultimate embrace embracing of like the neoliberal uber global capitalist kind of system. That's like fem like girl boss feminism, whatever fourth wave I think is kind of what is. Well, there's two because then you have like Tumblr feminism, which is totally different. Um, but regardless, all of the masculinity stuff is a reaction to what feminism has done and unless that takes a backseat you won't stop with the masculinity grifters anyway that's my whole spiel on that i promised you lorenzo rage last night but that was also because i was a little blackpilled about the future of the world we um, can fix you i well now i'm a little more white pilled because uh a because uh i had a fun conversation with my uh uncle last night uh He's, it's actually funny. He's, he's a, he's, he's from Oakland or he's from, or he's actually, he's not from, he lives in Oakland or suburb outside of Oakland, Piedmont. Mm -hmm. And, um, he's relatively liberal, but he's one of my favorite people to talk politics with because he, we disagree, but it's always in good faith and yeah. he's always interested to hear. And that's like, I do as much as I like having my echo chambers online, I actually think it's kind of a good and important to have certain people that you disagree with that you are fine with talking politics with because then you can bounce ideas off them then you can do that stuff having litmus like having a litmus test for what other parts of the world think is important dialogue mm -hmm. is important open debate is important what you must like it, it can become yeah. very easy to just forget how absolutely crazy some of the opinions in like libertarian leaning circles are and just how well, differently people think. Well, yeah, it's like the <laughs> in our circles, you know, we start talking with people that are like hardcore race realists. And I'm like, I have to just take a deep breath and be like 99% of the country is not doing that. Um, that is not to say also that you shouldn't that, that you shouldn't listen to those types either. I think you should listen to I think you should at least understand where the perspective of everyone are coming from. And I think that yeah. for the most part, every side you will talk to at least makes at least one good point. For example, Marx's class theory, like Hoppe has a whole thing about how Marx's class theory had, there's an element of truth to it. Yeah, he's just and looking they, at the wrong classes. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you can talk to some of the more hard right types and they have some interesting things about culture, whatever that's not for this podcast. Um, and I encourage people if they want to look into it, to find ways to do it that don't involve you getting sucked into stuff. You don't want to get sucked into. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think open debate, and this is why I think having open debate over all things is a good thing. Um, because open debate allows people to hear perspectives that are very uncomfortable, but allow them to hear them in a debate where they can be refuted. Anyway, yeah. um, I was just going to say with my with my uncle, I was just having conversations with him, but also because of some of the out-of-pocket shit I say, he uh, we have a comedy special. I'm going to go into one of the liberal uh, comedy clubs in Austin. Okay. Just hit him with about a 45 straight minutes of like, I'm just going to start with, now what's the deal? We're black people. (laughs) 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 Just, just hit on with about 10 straight minutes of uncomfortable racial jokes. um, And then go on to talk about the homeless. Uh, I have a whole thing about how retard. It's a word we got to bring back. You should go to, you should go on kill Tony. (laughs) <laughs> my favorite have you seen that clip of that one guy in kill tony it's like i'm not retarded but i like rocks <laughs> <laughs> what i used to watch like every episode of kill tony but then i fell out of it i you know i've thought about like because i can go see kill tony if i want to like, yeah I can, or joe rogan's or joe rogan's comedy club down oh there. yeah the mothership yeah i can go go to those places if i want like that's the thing is but you i should just... wait till dave smith is there next and then just go yeah, I'd love to go. Um, or I, I saw that Trevor just like Wall, hold a sign and be like, "Dave, come on my podcast." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw I saw um, one of the Kill Tonys where Trevor Wallace was on. You know Trevor Wallace? I don't know who that is. He's hilarious. He's a great. He's from LA. He's a good LA comic. But he does like YouTube. He got to start with YouTube stuff. But he's he does a lot of crowd work on his sets, which is always interesting to see. I like watching shorts. You know which special I really want to watch? Um, the Shane Gillis one. I watched it. It was okay. There, there, there are bits that seem like absolute gold in it. Oh, dude, like his Trump bits are great. Or the Down syndrome one. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a, that was a funny bit. I like <laughs> I like the Trump one because he's like telling the story and he's like, you know, just if Trump isn't on the ballot, just have him come out as a final boss and just be like, you're all gay, you're all gay, you're all gay, you're all gay. I'm telling his you, Trump- I'm the, I'm the most straight president there's ever been. His his back his- in my day, traitors, they they were shot. <laughs> my, see, my feet, I forgot about the all-time Trump banger with McCain where he's like, heroes, I don't like heroes that got captured. I like my war heroes not captured. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> like, there's a reason There's a reason that Carrie Lake lost Arizona. It's because of that. It's because of Trump. It's because also, she cling to Trump. It's because Carrie Lake is an unlikable twat. So but like, also, like, she was attacking the McCains, and that's like a no-go in Arizona. See, but the... Pro- uh, it's, I think Arizona is going to be... in terms. Arizona of has the, a lot of boomers, my friend. In terms of, like, the Mastersian or the Thelian candidates, I think it's going to be a lost cause for Arizona until about 20 years from now, when a lot of the boomers are... Wow. Oh, I'm just saying, like, I think that... <laughs> I think that Masters should at least try to run for governor first and try to clean up the state. And then, the, because then the the only way to win Arizona is to be a complete hawk if you're going to go for any senatorial or Congress race. Yeah. You don't have to talk about foreign policy when you're a governor. Yeah. And I don't really care about any of his border stuff because I just don't give a shit about the border. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm a fan of border swapping. I think we should take a lot of like the people that live in LA and just move them down south and I'll take some of the Mexicans and bring them up. I'll, Let's go. I'll, 
I'm a fan. My favorite is that that like reel that I'll see occasionally where it's like me after having some tequila and it's like that clip of Trump going, it's like, I love the Mexicans. I love the Mexicans. <laughs> uh, there's also that really great tweet. Remember when he was like, they make the best, they miss, make the best tacos at Trump Tower. We love Mexicans. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> my my favorite all-time Trump treat will oh there's two. There's two. One of them is just the American flag after he killed Soleimani. <laughs> did he really do that? It's this a shitty JPEG that he got off the internet. It's like <laughs> the American flag. It's all he tweeted after they killed Soleimani. I like it. So my, one of my favorite videos on the internet is like oh, comparing Obama with bin Laden and Trump with Soleimani. It's like Obama's like, uh, a navy, a, a SEAL force has taken down Osama bin Laden. At and then he gives like ten, you know, he talks, he talks like this. He's talking very so proper. And then, and then Trump was like, car, daddy. Daddy, like, he died, dog. he died like a pig, like a pig, <laughs> like a dog. Yeah, he died like a dog. <laughs> but no, no, that was that was Baghdadi. That was the ISIS guy. But no, no, Soleimani was the Turkish he general. Died he like was a, the he, no, no, no. He was Iranian. Soleimani was Iranian. I'm he was like the he was in charge of the Iran Revolutionary Guard. Every every like country, their name, their every country in the Middle East is the exact same. Um, <laughs> they're all Turkey. <laughs> they're they're just all Erdogan Iran. is in charge of all of the Middle East. The Ottomans are back, <laughs> dude. No, you know who should be in charge of all the Middle East? The Lion of Damascus. <laughs> You know who I bet probably said Assad must go? Henry Kissinger. <laughs> I don't know actually where Henry Kissinger stood on the Middle East stuff. I don't know. If he was an Assad fan, then he's my guy. But I bet <laughs> that he wasn't an Assad fan. So Yeah, I don't know, man. All right. Well, but, uh, okay. <laughs> I was going to, I had a train of thought and I can't remember where. I had a train of thought, but it left the station. Oh, oh yeah, my second favorite Trump tweet, or my favorite, oh, tied favorite Trump tweet was the one where he's like, every time I speak of the haters and losers, it's with great affection. They can't help it. They were born fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I also like, uh, I also like the one that I retweeted on Thanksgiving where it's like, happy Thanksgiving, even to the haters and the losers. That's a good one. He, dude, if Trump was just Co like. Beefy? <laughs> <laughs> He never explained it. I was hoping that Trump's first tweet back on Twitter was going to be that. Okay, to be fair, though, his back on tweet was fucking legendary. Dude, he just posts his mugshot. Like, holy crap. He is our first black president. Like, I'm sorry, Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. he, he's not... Barack Obama is just tan. He's like Italian or something like that. Yeah. It, Trump's tweet, happy Thanksgiving to all, even to the haters and losers, November 27th, 2013. I'm, all I'm saying is that Trump... I hope our... we never discover life on Mars. Otherwise, we might start sending money to it. <laughs> oh, my God. He just... That I was from, like, 2014. Dude, I love... Oh. I, like... Yeah, fuck! I like, love we can make an entire episode just like churning through our favorite Trump tweets. We should like, we should make that an episode. Joe Biden over we, Donald Trump, Trump ironically Trump oh, actually okay. gets back on Twitter. We'll make a segment of the show, and it'll just be picking the best Trump tweet of the week. And and here and here's the, well, we could probably have just went on Truth Social, but I don't want to go on Truth. Yeah, nobody social. wants to go on Truth Social. Unless you're like MAGA unit unit one one one, you gotta really. I'm gonna be Tucker, War Room, 
Dan Bongino show. Oh. <laughs> oh. That brings me pain to hear. Oh. Dan Bongino show. The five. <laughs> Actually, the, the five are kind of rhinos. Uh, it's a war room, Dan Bongino show. Oh, actually, like Tucker doesn't even really do like news art. He just does like long form. I would. I'm gonna probably maybe watch a little bit of the uh, part of the problem. That he has I started it, but I ne- I didn't quite finish it. I got to finish it later. I just don't listen to to political podcasts anymore. Like the only That's two, fair. like I listen to the news and I listen to Tetsy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, basically. I like. I, I listen to occasionally part of the problem if he has like a guest or like you, you know what my third most listened to podcast of this year was what ours <laughs> oh was it <laughs> because I because I listen to like zero podcasts on Spotify so, so that's our perfect transition over to Spotify Wrapped oh that was a good I've been waiting. I'm I've been so waiting. Hard. I'm waiting so much. I've been waiting so long. Like I needed the dopamine hit, but also. Spotify Wrapped was kind of disappointing compared to last year. It was all right. It was all right. so okay. Let me, let my, me go. my top my top podcasts because we were on the subject of podcast was number one was the Bible in a Year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz. So basically, you know, listen to the Bible in a Year. Hold on. Let's let's let me go through my whole rap. Then you go through your whole. Rap. Okay. No, actually, no. I just did my first. What's your number one podcast? Oh, uh, Timeline Earth. <laughs> Timeline Earth. Okay, cool. My number two was the End Times Continue. T-E-T-C. That's my number two. Yeah. And then I have Joe wrote the Joe Rogan experience because I'll listen to like if Dave Smith's on or something. I like. never listen to Jerry. I don't know. I, I think it really just has to be a guest I'm actually interested in hearing. I couldn't listen to RFK though because he sounded like a dog. I don't I can't do his I can't I can't Dude, do his okay. thing. We, I don't know. We, we gotta de- dedicate a whole an ho- a whole episode to RFK dick writers, dude. Like <laughs> dude, it's so ridiculous. Every time I'm just like, he's like, I want to take your guns and give all the money to Israel. Wow. He's the next libertarian. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's the next libertarian hope. It's like the only thing he has going for me is the fact that he's clearly on testosterone and lifting. <laughs> That's it. That's literally the only reason I'd vote for him. Yeah, I don't know, but, man. Okay, let me go but through I, my I, rap. I, oh. I was gonna listen to the RFK episode, but it's just his voice is just so bad. I just I, can't. Yeah, it's bad. Um, it's it's absolutely atrocious. But yeah, number four for me is this podcast called Serial. <coughs> oh, what's what's your favorite cereal? Uh, my favorite cereal? Shit. Um, I'm I'm a Frosted Flakes kind of guy. You, you you froze some flakes. <laughs> yeah, but cereal is my uh, is my favorite. Uh, is my is my is one of my one of my top five podcasts. It's like this. Uh, they really the only the the only good seasons are the first two. The first one's about this guy um, Adnan Syed, who is basically like apparently falsely convicted of a of a murder of his like girlfriend Heyman Lee, and it's a really good. It's a, the person who does it is a really good storyteller kind of breaking down all the different aspects and then episode, season two is about uh bo bergdahl the guy who defected in afghanistan and got captured by the taliban and so you know i i really enjoyed that i really enjoyed those two seasons so yeah so number four for me is serial did you listen to any other podcasts those are the only three podcasts i listen only to podcast yeah and then number five is timeline earth but that's because timeline earth just didn't have like their episodes are only like an hour 
Yeah, I listened to about 4,000 minutes of timeline. I remember the 4,600 minutes. you of... went back. Oh, yeah. And I listened to several of them like four times in a row. <sighs> because wow. I just... Well, because I drive a lot in Austin. I need something to, to listen to. You, uh, also... You're a music nut. Yeah, but like I love listening to music, but I listen to so much music when I work at Music and Arts. And I need something to kind of break that up because I listen because basically I control the playlist when I'm working at Music and Arts. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Okay, yeah, oh yeah. You should, you should just listen to the Bible in a Year podcast, Earpod. Oh, what if I listen to what I I need I need like some old Midwestern like grandma to make a podcast where she talks about her favorite foods. What about the one lady from uh, who who left Walmart? Gail Lewis. Have you not seen that on Instagram? No. So this lady who worked at Walmart for 10 years, her name is Gail Lewis. She just quit her job to go work somewhere else. And the video went viral. And everyone's like, Gail Lewis is the MVP. Boycott Walmart because Gail Lewis isn't there. Bring her back. I don't know. Yeah. That's a bit there. Uh, but tell me about your, your general wrapped. All your right. Spotify so we're going to go through. So uh, 2023 is a few years. Oh, shut up. I listened. Oh, 31- you're going to just go through all of it. I was just going to look at my like. I'm going to I'm going to go through all of it. You can go okay. through all yours as well. All right. Uh, so, let, me, let me pull up Spotify. <sighs> so my top listen to genre. This, I hate the genre thing because I don't think it was very good. It's also uh, just like way too many. I listen to rock, progressive metal, alternative metal, melodic metal, corporate wave. I listen to way more prog rock than rock. Oh yeah, apparently I my listening habits have me in Pittsburgh. Um, oh yeah, weird. We're back. Uh, oh, what do you what do you think was my top song of the year? It's time flies. It's time flies. Yeah, it's, it's so it's shocking. Listen, played it sixty four times this year, starting on January first. I started the year off with it. Um. Let's see what the let's see what my genre thing was. I don't know why they did this weird sandwich thing. And then my second one was "Love You to Death" by um, what the f- what is Mellow Gold? I thought I'm fucking. It's all gay. It's gay. I don't know. I got my top genres were rock, then abstract hip hop. That's so Aesop like, Rock, right? Aesop Rock, probably hip hop. So that's like the Kanye stuff as well. Modern rock, and then Mellow Gold, whatever that is. I don't know. Um. So my, my top place, let's see here. It was like some Bozeman, USA. Yeah, I don't know where that is. You know, Dickie had the same thing. <laughs> Bozeman, USA. Uh, it's in Montana. People, oh, people there are far more likely to be fans of Atmosphere, Ant, and Slug. Who the, who's Ant? Who's Ant? I don't remember an Ant. Um, my <laughs> top five songs were Time Flies by Porcupine Tree, Love You to Death by Typo Negative, Same Asylum as before by Stephen Wilson, Money for Nothing by Dire Straits. The full bow, version. Bow, 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 Is that money for nothing? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that the full version. Yeah, my top song was Pigs, three different ones. The 2011 Whoa. remaster. Oh, wow, you're telling this for the first time. You played it 78 times this year, starting on April 2nd, and it still oh, sounds oh perfect. God. Oh my god. Mine started on January 1st. I listened to it throughout the year. You started <laughs> holy shit. Uh yeah, Pigs is good. Pigs is good. Yeah, my all of my top five songs were all Pink Floyd songs. So they're pigs. And then I have guess what the next one is? Isn't it uh wasn't it either time or not now, John? It was time. It was time. And then third is Have a Cigar. Yep, yep. And then, and then there was like one all of them are from different albums. And then there was one that I didn't know. There was not yeah. no, there, 
what was that other? It was it was Lost for Words from Division Bell, which I love Division Bell. Division Bell is a great album. Yeah, I haven't it's listened to David Bell. Gilmore, but it's really good. I would give it a listen. It's like 45 minutes. Yeah, but he's not anti-Semitic, so I won't listen. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> good grief. Folks, he can do that. He can say that. He's Jewish. It's so true. Um, and then number five is Not Now John. Yeah. Which I'm surprised Not Now John is so low. Like, oh, my fifth. Like my, I would have thought, like high hopes would be higher than lost for words. High hopes by Panic at the Disco. I used to, I used to have a Panic at the Disco kick. Like I loved Panic at the Disco. Dude, I write, I, I write, I write since I love this is a banger. I listen, Twenty One Pilots. Oh, you cut out for a sec. There you are. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, uh, Twenty One Pilots, their Vessel album, dude, fucking nonstop bangers. Okay, how many? How 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 long did you listen for? Uh, let's see. Hold on. 47,869 minutes. That's 33 days nonstop. I listened to 42,295, which is getting close up there. But, you know, like last year, I was disappointed because I was paying for Spotify all year. And then I looked and I was like, oh, it's only like 1,900 or something. And so I just made it a point this year to just listen to a lot more Spotify and make use of it for listening to podcasts and everything. And so I got 42,295 or days nonstop. 29 days. Oh, there. Okay. Oh, yeah, there, bud. <laughs> uh, all right. I peaked on October 10th at 601 minutes. I don't know what I was doing. I assume I was working. August 16th. When was August 16th? What was that? Because that's when I peaked at 637 minutes. Were you driving down to... Uh... I think that may have been it. Let's see here. We're going to go to calendar. Oh, geez. What was that noise? I think it just made a calendar thing. Oh, mm-hmm. I need that. Oh, I listened August to 700 and... Oh. oh, yeah, that was that was the first day that I was driving. Yeah. Okay, uh, so 637 I... minutes is how many hours? Let's do the math. I, I listened to uh, 753 artists this year, but one came out on top. What do you think it is for me? Is it, is it Porcupine Tree? Whoa! Whoa! Okay, that was 10.6 hours. That's how long I listened to music on this on August 16th. Wow. You are um, the top 7% of listeners worldwide. For what, Pink Floyd? No, just like in general. Oh, how can Pink I tell? Floyd. Or... It just tells you that in the slideshow. Okay, I my oh, top let me, artist. Let me, let my top see. artist was Pink Floyd. No way. You're in the top 0.05% of fans. Oh I was in the top 5% of listeners worldwide for the October 1st. Oh yeah, for Porcupine Tree. Um Hold on, I gotta wait until it okay. says. Well, you do that. Yeah. Mine was. I spent, oh, I'm a, I'm a top zero point one percent fan. And I spent six thousand four hundred eighty-three yeah. minutes with. Them. I spent eight thousand nine hundred and twenty-seven minutes. With see Pink the Floyd. See, this is how I know you're like obsessed with Pink Floyd because that's in a way bigger band than Porcupine Tree. There are way more people that are listening to Pink Floyd than Porcupine Tree. I need to I need to pump my numbers up. I'm only gonna be, rookie numbers. You gotta crank those up. I'm gonna be listening to trains over and over and over again. Yeah, dude, you couldn't get enough of pigs. Three different. That, did you listen to the Deadwing remaster when you're listening to it? I I'd have to check. I I love so I I I I think that album's kind of underrated. Um, I don't. Think I, I was really... listening to that album on my yeah. walk. It was it's a great album. Yeah, like the title track is great. Um, what's the next song? Isn't it Lazarus? 
I don't think so. Wait, is it? Dead wing porcupine tree. If I can actually spell porcupine, pork you pine tree. Yeah, it's a studio album. It's got um see here the track listing. So it is Dead Wing Shallow, which is a good song. Yeah. Lazarus. Yeah. And then my, actually my favorite song off of uh, off the album to be honest, Halo. Dude, Halo's so good. I'm trying to learn that bass line. It's so hard. And then Glass Arm Shattering is the last song. That's another banger. Oh, and uh, actually She Moved On is on the American edition. So that's a B-side. Yeah, so they yeah. did a they did a a, a separate edit. They, they well they they re-recorded She's Moved On because there was a guy, there was a radio it, DJ. The, it was on the album with the with the light bulb on the front, right? Light bulb sun. It was on light bulb sun, but they 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 did a um sorry, I'm just, um <clears throat> they they did another edit because there was a radio DJ that was like, this could be a banger, just like re-record it and I'll put it on the radio. It didn't really happen, but um I, in terms of that, you should listen to Half Light. Half Light's a very pretty song. I mean, you can find it on YouTube probably because okay. it's one of the B sides, and they haven't put it on Spotify yet. But um, so my peak listening month for Pink Floyd was May. You know, mine was mine for Porcupine. Mine for Porcupine Tree was June. Okay, my peak for Aesop Rock was January. Mine for Steven Wilson was January because I was doing a lot of door dashing. That's when I discovered him, and that's when I was listening to him a lot. Okay. Um, Atmosphere when I was, was in February. Fair enough. Rush was October. Um, that's probably because I was listening to a lot of it with my girlfriend. Um, okay. And then The Who, January. Porcupine Tree also peaked in January, weirdly enough. Hell yeah, we're so back. I think that's when you like got me in when you started mm -hmm. suggesting I listen to it. So I did like a deep dive. And then Kanye West is number five for me. Peak listening month, June. <laughs> Why? Because Juneteenth, were you really getting in touch with me? No, I guess I was just I spent the summer listening to a lot of Kanye. So yeah, my top artists are Pink Floyd, then Aesop Rock, then Atmosphere, then Porcupine Tree, and then Kanye West. Mine are uh Porcupine Tree, Stephen Wilson, Rush, The Who. So I'm surprised that they made it on there. And then fifth was Pink Floyd, which was peak listening month was June. So I just only listened to Pink Floyd basically for the entirety of June. I still listen to a lot of Pink Floyd. I still listen. You are so yeah. well. <laughs> Dude, I uh, cannot thank you enough. I um, I really love, like, I dude, I can't wait to just sit back. I'm probably after that. Well, what time is it? 1234. Um, I'm going to, like, put my laundry in the dryer. Mm -hmm. I'll have to leave it in there for a while. I'm just I'm debating stuff um because I'm gonna then I'm going to uh go to go to work, but I'm mm -hmm. I, I'm debating whether I, I'll have time to put on animals. Or at least just put on the first the first side. Get so you think you can now. tell what happened to you? <laughs> What happened? You can you can do you if you want to sound like David, you have to kind of get a, a little like the, when I was a child. If you didn't care, and then and then no that but no no that's Roger. Then and if you want to sound like Roger, you have to get a little. If you what didn't happen, happen to me, you, yeah. <laughs> and um, a good okay, example. So oh. Wait, what was the next thing? Oh, my top artist. Yeah, it was. Yeah, for, and then and then it goes into podcast stuff, and I spent fourteen thousand one hundred and eighty-three minutes listening to podcasts. Did wait? Did you get the? Has everyone told you you're a great listener? 
Oh, right. Oh. Yeah, that thing. I, I think I skipped that. Oh, wait. Oh, no, no, that was no, podcast. That, that, yeah, podcast. that goes into the podcast. I did 9,397. Yeah. And, and I am in the top percent of the Bible in a year listeners with 3,900 3, minutes. Guess what my top podcast is, brother? Timeline. I'm a proud news. I'm a top 3% fan for 4,600. I wish it showed you the stats for the other artists in, in, in podcasts. Yeah, I know, right? Because Well, it's funny because all of those 9,000 minutes happened from the start of when I moved down to Austin to now. It's only been in the past like two months. Might feel trapped between the right and the the left. left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living I just love it. Like I just generally do like a little happy dance. I'm just I'm so happy. To I have to. I have. Whenever I'm listening to it in my car, I have to skip the intro because it blew out my speakers. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So bird, I, I know you're uh, bird. You owe me bird and car. You owe me a new set of car speakers for my two thousand. A new set of car speakers. Hey, waka waka. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, then. My one moment, please. Shut the fuck up. Okay, what was your co- what was your thing, your anti-hero thing or whatever? Oh, I was a uh, I was the hypnotist. Let me double let me double check okay. what that means. I don't know what it means, but it says collector, and it says your taste is sublime. You listen mostly to your own playlists, and we totally get why they're perfect after all. Quote unquote. Yeah, mine. Um, I was the hypnotist. My concentration is absolute. I like to play albums all the way through from the opening track to final note, which is very true. I generally listen to full albums whenever I'm doing stuff. Um, it's only recently I've had more playlists, but generally I like to listen to full albums. Um, and then that was fun. Same time next year. Yeah, hopefully the rap is not as fucking shitty as it was this year. But yeah, that was that. I was just happy. poorly designed. I'm okay with the results. Have you listened to any of the DJ stuff? Uh, a little rap. bit. It's not that. It's I haven't listened an, to the DJ rap. I listened to like the AI DJ. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's the weird ass AI is like, it's like yo, a black AI is, voice. Yo, what's up? I'm here to show you your your DJ. I'm your AI DJ. Just let me know if you don't want to hear what I'm playing. And it was like, like it was like so. There's like Steve Vai. I was trying to play Steve Vai, and he's like, here's here is some Steve Vai, and I'm like, <sighs> damn it. Yeah, but I don't know. That's Spotify wrapped for the year. Any resolutions for next year on Spotify? Because I basically made a resolution to listen to more Spotify. That's that's what I did. My my resolution is to become the top 0.01% of news listeners. Okay, yeah. I want to listen to more of the news. I want to also, like, get... I want to get King Crimson, maybe. I want to listen to more King Crimson. You should listen to more King Crimson. I think you should... uh, You you just didn't get into Rush. Let's see. You should do... I I, got into a little bit of Rush. Like, if you You scroll... Like, you can see a good chunk of my personal playlist is just, like, Rush for, like, a a bit. You should should do... um, You should do... What's it called? Um... Stephen Wilson's solo work. You should listen to Hand Cannot Erase to the Bone. And I like so if so my playlist is the same playlist I've had for the entirety of like however. Oh look, it's Astronomy Domini. Astronomy Domine, yeah. So like you can see I was listening to a lot of pink. Dude, Stars Die Stars Die is such a good song. It's a good song. 
And so, like, you can see just, like, occasionally, like, you could see, here's Cr- listening to King Crimson. Like, that was those three albums, well, four albums I listened to. Red Barchetta's a banger. And it gets into, a, like, a little bit of a rush season, because I listened Dude, to, like, two albums. The Camera Eye. Camera Eye is a fucking banger song. It is. And then I just get into, like, a few occasional songs. And then there's, like, a short Jethro Toll thing. Oh, I hate Jethro Toll. I'm okay. I really like... um. I hate his voice and I hate his fucking flute playing. Says you are a dancer. I just love it. And then there's Johnny Horton's The Battle of New Orleans because that's always a banger. No. And then we got listen to a little bit of Arctic Monkeys for a bit. Um, let's see here some more Jethro Tull. Then I got listen to a David one of David Gilmore's first albums, like his his first solo album. It's really good see here what else and then i could listen to like all of uh the adventures the rise and fall of ziggy stardust by david bowie so yeah i don't know but then yeah. just like occasionally little songs electric avenue because electric avenue we're gonna rock down. down to electric total avenue. Eclipse of the heart total yes total eclipse of the heart and oh, yeah. i need you know, thank you to diary of a wimpy kid thank you dude that, that movie is so movie. old though it's so old, dude. The fact that that we we say that it's old now, fuck, we're yeah. I got like you can you can scroll all the way back and see like what was originally ported over from my um my playlist from Amazon because it goes kind of in alphabetical order. A lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers. I loved Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Is that rate me as well? Yeah, that's rate me by uh by Nirvana because I grew up listening to that song. I grew up listening to Nirvana with my mom in the car. A lot of Mumford and Sons as well. My favorite slash only little or little uh, uh, Mumford and Sons songs that I really like. Oh no, not the Polish cow song. That oh, version was taken off. I like I like Little Lion Man. Weep before yourself, my man. You'll never be what is. I really fucked it up this time. Dude, Did it like, ever like, I'll be about- honest, like. Sigh No More is a great album. I could have, like, I could have. Entire album for their entire first album is great. I could have gone and seen them this year at Austin City Limits. You should have. Oh, and then Man, there's Train. See, Train. Trains. And then I got, you know. Oh, Boy. dude, Wildflowers is such a fucking great song. You belong. Among the wildflowers. Yeah, man. I I loved it. I grew up listening to Tom Petty. So I grew up listening to Grateful Dead, Tom Petty, Nirvana, and then like Kanye. Doesn't your dad like Kanye? My dad likes Kanye, yes. (laughs) Your dad. We're just scrolling through my playlist now. There's a porcupine. There's the porcupine tree. Yep. Phase where I'm um, just like churning through albums. Oh, dude, Love in the Past Tense is a great song. Dude, their their newest album, like there wasn't a single album I listened to that I didn't like at least a few songs a lot off of. Helter Skelter, uh, that's like I don't know, it's great. I love Helter Skelter. You're like Bang I keep himself. listening to it. I keep listening to it. I'm learning more about Charles Manson and I keep listening yeah. to it. No, that, right. I actually only knew the song existed because we did a we did kind of like a presentation thing on Charles Manson. And okay. my law class. Also, we should get to our last topic because we've been going for an hour. We have another. Oh, we have a Santa. I think I'm gonna. I think we're gonna have to push that to next week's episode because I have. I also have to go and head off to a class. Yeah, I gotta go and. Uh, any do any final thoughts, Lorenzo? Um. 
None really. Um, you can find me on Instagram, or sorry, you can find me on Twitter at prog underscore enjoyer7. You can find me on Instagram at Lorenzo underscore Silvio. Check out his band. What did I say? What do I say with my oh, Instagram? Yeah, yeah. You didn't say what it, what it, what, what <laughs> you didn't say what's the rule and it's no politics. No oh yeah. Politics uh, oh yeah, check out my band. We we had like a th- over a thousand streams um which probably most of them were from like us and our parents I, but I was you a know. Few of them. Hell yeah. It's I'm I'm really glad. I'm I uh, we have listeners in 16 countries. Um uh, I'm really thankful for a lot of the the Twitter folk that have really enjoyed the album. Really a whole motley assortment of people have really enjoyed the album and I'm 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 a big fan. I love um I'm just very happy with uh, oh yeah, we had six oh, hell yeah. We had, we had we created 677 minutes of people listening on Spotify. I have no idea about Apple. I could probably check there, but we don't we don't acknowledge Apple. Apple is just inferior. That's gay. Our, uh, our top but, states, oh, our top country was the United States. Thank you guys. Thank yeah. you for listening. But it it was it's cool. I I've been a you know I'm really proud of what my band did this year. But yeah, that's kind of it. I'm hell I yeah, just got, I just got very tired, so I'm gonna go and clean some stuff and then change my clothes. Um, not not gonna do it on the show like last time. <laughs> it wasn't last time. It was two times ago. We should get. Connor I edited back. so much with that. <laughs> we should get Connor back on the show for an episode that isn't like me rushing around. That and isn't driving. you. Yeah, that because I was just like I was dealing with two people running around with <laughs> guns in the air. That was my favorite <laughs> analogy to come out of the episode. Yeah, I, the, you know, I uh, the gun kind of stayed down for most of the, this today. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm gonna start that. talking about Israel. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Where can anything find else? You? Uh, no, not really. Oh, go buy stuff from the Mises Institute in terms of the merch store. I've heard their hoodies are very cozy. What, are they cozy? Are their hoodies cozy? I don't know. I have one of their older ones, and it's just very functional. It's very nice. I like the gray. It's got the Mises Institute on there. I don't know. I just have that one, that one, that one hoodie. So you'll have to ask Joe about that. Uh, but. You can find me at Real David B Jr. Just the J R on oh. Twitter as well as Instagram. I don't post as often as I should on Instagram, so you know, oh, it's inconsistent at best. But I don't know. You can find you can find me there. You can also find my Substack, DavidBrady.substack.com. I don't publish on Substack as much as I would like, but you know, whatever. Go to Mises.org slash profile slash um, David David dash Brady dash Jr. Just the J R again, and you should be able to find some of my writings at the Mises Institute or at Fee if you go to Fee. Uh, fee.org and just look up david brady jr you should find my some of my writings at fee as well uh if you want to get great austro libertarian books as always you can go to mises.org and go to the store and use promo code brady for 10 percent off on your purchase there make sure to use it folks use it get some free stuff well not some free stuff get some get some cheap stuff enjoy it all right but that's everything for me who else how do you get the discount code how do you get that are you, you if you're a, if you're a Mises apprentice? No, the Mises apprentices have that. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. All Perfect. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably make a purchase tomorrow using that code. Awesome. As long as I know that you're spending less money. But thank you, everybody. I, no, it's 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 a sweatshirt for me and a sweatshirt for my girlfriend. Oh. Okay. I'm I'm gonna get her probably the black and gold one, and I'm gonna get the normal one for myself because I have you given less. her those books that I accidentally bought you duplicates of. Uh no, I should. I should. should. I should huh? I uh it's funny. I've been looking at Christmas shopping stuff for my family 
And I sent my sister, I was like, what do you want that's low budget in all caps? And she said, she's like, I want a second Stanley. You know those fucking water bottles? Oh, good grief. With the straw. Yeah, and I was like. You got to go to a Bucky's because they have like the, shoot, you know, like the little, what are the, the, like the fancy water bottles, right? I don't know. I'm not 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 getting her. I'm getting her. I'm I'm gonna get her like. So I'm gonna get. I got my dad. Or I got my stepdad. Wish you were here on vinyl. Ooh. Um. And I'm probably gonna get my mom Hounds of Love on vinyl. Either okay. that or she wants like a nice hoodie. Um. And I can get her get, a Mises Institute hoodie. I'm not getting her a Mises Institute hoodie. <laughs> she, get her she a matching would... one with your girlfriend, and then get you a different one. <laughs> she 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 lives in New York. I can't do that to her. Uh, okay. I I'm thinking because I have like my discount some of my discount stuff with uh, working with music yeah. arts and guitar center and stuff. I'm probably gonna get her um, like a Fender or like a PRS hoodie or something like that or like a guitar brand. All right. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, thank you. Everybody. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you something. I don't know what I'll send you, but I am sending you something. Please no. Please no. It's gonna be. I'm gonna send you. It's gonna be a <laughs> a framed glossy photo of me, and you can get. <laughs> I'd hang it up. If you sent me one, I'd hang it up. Ah, no. I'll hang it up if you send me a glossy photo of you. <laughs> no, I might send you... Put it right next to the David Gordon picture. <laughs> you know, are you still thinking about getting a guitar? Um, I have been considering, yeah. It just... I... But... When's, wait, anyways, when's, your, when's your birthday again? January 20th. Okay, I'm going to combine the two gifts in one side because I'm going to, I get a slick discount on some uh, guitars. So I'm probably going to send you something. Um, all right. Well, anyways, well, thank you, everybody. We'll talk about the ethics of Santa Claus next week. Otherwise, Santa he, is real and he, Santa he is real. Santa deniers, Cope and C. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, and, and thank you, everybody. Hugs and kisses, bitches. We out. Peace.